Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. Sam is a certified psychic medium, wellness coach, and is the executive director of Grounded Roots Wellness Incorporated and is your answer to finding wellness in every area of life. Good morning and welcome to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. I'm your host, Sam Black, here in beautiful Niagara Falls, Ontario, and, you know, I'm so grateful to have all of you joining me this morning. We are all about finding wellness and integrating different practices into our world to bring wellness into every area of life, and I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Roberta Robbins, and she's going to be sharing with us all about modern-day shamanism and spirituality and some simple practices that you can bring into your everyday to find and promote healing and wellness and all of those lovely things. So Roberta will be joining us in a few moments. She's just having some issues with logging in. So I'm going to do a quick check-in with all of you. How are you all doing? How have you all been finding yourselves now that, you know, we have our our retrogrades over? (laughs) I'm getting a lot of messages with people saying, oh my gosh, Sam, things are going crazy. And, you know, they were for quite a few people, but things are starting to settle down. The weather's starting to warm up. Here in Ontario, we had significant rain um, for quite a while. And so, um, you know, there's been a lot of things about make the rain stop, please. But, you know, we really need to remember that we didn't have a whole lot of snow this year. So I've kind of been a little grateful for the rain, but looking forward to that sunshine peeking out again. And, you know, a lot of times the weather really plays a role with how we're feeling, how we're doing, and also, you know, how we are responding to our environment and the rest of the world. Because as I like to share with people, things happen for us rather than to us. And so sometimes people are really wondering, you know, how is this weather? Why is this happening to me? You know, and it's really happening for you to promote healing and wellness. And, you know, today we are going to be talking all about different ways to bring different wellness practices into our world with our special guest, Roberta Robbins. And Roberta is so lovely. She's a passionate healer, teacher, wisdom seeker, and someone who loves to inspire others and help them on their journey. So Roberta, welcome. Hello, Sam. Welcome to Grounded Roots. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Just, you know, managing life with technology but uh, I have found my way to you. <laughs> Wonderful. How are you this morning? How are I'm, you doing this I'm morning? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. And, you know, the, the tech gods have not always been favorable to us. But I did an entire show where no one could hear me once. And I just rambled on for oh. 30 minutes. 
Um, so I'm so glad you're here and we can hear each other and we can share lots of insight with our listeners today. Yes, I'm excited to talk about some practices to help everybody and some new ones that maybe people haven't even maybe explored yet in their journey. Oh, great. I can't wait. So, Roberta, why don't you share with everyone a little bit about yourself and how you came to bring healing and shamanism into your journey? Well, the healing and shamanism, um, first of all, and you did a nice little intro to me. Um, of course, I should say that I'm, I, where I'm located is up in the beautiful um, Collingwood, Georgian Bay, Blue Mountains area, which is, if you've been here, you know there's some magic in the south of the land, um, of the bay, of the escarpment. So um, on my journey of growing up in this area, I've been very lucky to have that to support me on my own personal healing path. And I would say it was my own healing um, that I've been on a journey with that has led me to where I am and what I offer out to other people. Um, you know, I have people that ask me, well, when did you start into, say, shamanism or the energy work and, and the various things I do? And sometimes I want to go back to when the, tra- the official training uh, started. But the, the reality is, the truth is, I think I was born into this world already with certain knowing, certain wisdom, and it has just grown um, along my own personal path. And I just have this innate wanting, in like desire in me to, once I am processing through certain paths and journey and wisdom and teachings that come to me, I, I would just want to be able to share it back out to help others um, to help them on their path, to enrich their lives, to help them connect with um, their wellness, with with spirit and spirituality and what that might mean to them, um, and to be a guide to hold them and uh, help them along that path. So that's a little bit of some of the reasons and the path that has gotten me here. Um, though, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit more on the shamanism um, path that I'm on and I say to me the shamanism path for me is also like earth medicine earth magic spirit medicine Um, and that's always been so present in my life in different ways I've always had this connection through land through the elements through um, you know herbs through animals so that is kind of, you know, that innate connection has brought me to journeying um, more into into shamanism. Wow. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I can totally attest to your location. So my favorite place in the whole world, what will always be home in my heart is Sable Beach, which is on, in, on Lake Huron not too far away from the Collingwood area. But when I worked um, at the Children's Aid Society, Collingwood would be right on my border, and I would often go up into the mountains there um, to meet with families and children. And I would always make sure I packed a lunch that day and just find a beautiful spot by the river or right on Georgian Bay and just enjoy Mother Earth and all the gifts she had to offer. 
And I used to always look so forward to that opportunity because it's just such a beautiful, beautiful area. We're so blessed here in Ontario with the Niagara Escarpment. We are, we are, yeah. I mean, Canada itself has so many different faces to the landscape, right? So much different kind of medicine. Um, but we are very lucky with the escarpment and even things like the Bruce Trail that runs from like Niagara on the Lake area all the way up to Tobermore. I mean, if anybody's ever done parts of that, you, you can feel um, the healing and the medicine that just comes from being on a trail walking through the the lands itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just absolutely love it. I know, um, as you know, Roberta, I've moved a lot. We jokingly call ourselves gypsies because um, we've moved so much throughout my whole life. My dad was in sales. And then, you know, as we grew up, you know, it just, we were called to different places. And so I've been fortunate to have really grown along that Bruce trail um, in Niagara, in Hamilton, by Subble Beach, in Wyerton, you know, so there was always so much of that. And I've been so blessed to travel along um, portions of that trail. And I can just say it's absolutely magical. It doesn't even matter what the weather is. Like, it's just beautiful. And just being able to connect with yourself and the earth and nature and listen to the birds. What a beautiful gift that is. Yeah. You know, you said it doesn't matter what the weather is. And honestly, I would say those days that are like the kind of, well, up in Collingwood today, it's a little bit of a gray day. It's not raining. But those days that it's a little more gray, and even if it is raining, I think that brings you even more into where you are in that moment if you're out spending it in nature. So I, I actually encourage people, um, when it's raining, just get yourself, you know, your rain jacket or umbrella and head on out. Absolutely. I totally, totally agree. I totally agree. So what are some of the ways that you work with Mother Earth to help yourself and help clients with healing? Well, for myself personally, um, I would say, uh, especially lately, I've been spending a lot of time near water and especially river where um, like our main river in this area, uh, I'm a, I'm a Thornbury Clarksburg girl, which is just the next community over from Collingwood. And we have the Beaver river that, you know, you can go right in through into the Beaver Valley, Kimberly way. And so I've been spending a lot of time there um, because lately I've just been feeling, you know, we're shifting these seasons and spring is here, but we've also had this, uh, full moon and Scorpio and, and the energy, the intensity. So I've been drawn to be near the rushing, the power, the flow of the water. And I just take the time to breathe into that space. Like, you know, hear those birds, smell the earth, how it's, you know, you can smell the earth now, right? And the grass is growing. And then just allow the sounds and the visual of the water to help move and flush things that need clearing and releasing right now because, you know, the full moon that we just had is, you know, full moons are about that releasing. So I'm spending a lot of time with that um, in that sense with nature. But in the summertime, I will spend time with Georgian Bay and actually go swimming and 
have the, you know, work with the sun if it's, you know, the sun's out and the cleansing and ask for that cleansing or the clearing that I may need, um, the recharging that the sunlight gives you. Also with the full moon, I was definitely out those nights that we had the full power of the moon and I would do ritual with that, with, you know, doing some smudgy smudging, doing some writing and burning and releasing, setting my prayers and my intentions, speaking it to like the full moon, to Bella Luna, and asking for her blessings through this next cycle. So those are just some of the ways that I personally continually every month work in different ways. And sometimes I just need, instead of water, I need to be out in the woods and like like feel the earth and feel that grounding and breathe in like the oxygen, the more oxygen in the trees and hear the trees and talk to the trees and trees have a lot of wisdom. It's, you know, if you ever need uh, some clearing and downloading, I find just walking out in the woods is excellent for us. So all these things I normally do, um, you know, they're things I share with my clients. It just depends on where they are. And I usually am guided to, you know, what pieces that might fit at that time to help them on their journey. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And for our listeners that are brand new to some of this, um, this way of thinking and being, can you share a little bit about what smudging is and what a clearing ceremony or practice might look like just so they have a frame of reference? Yeah, I'd love to. Of course, you know, this is definitely sometimes a a new language uh, for some. So uh, a smudge is to smudge. We're working with um, the sacred herbs. And the classic ones are white sage, cedar. Um, We also do some sweet grass. I will use lavender a little bit because I work with a lot of women. And also lavender is great for... um, you're moving and helping with the emotions. So I take those dry herbs, I place them, I have a shell, and you can use any kind of container that um, isn't going to start on fire that's safe to, to do this in. So you just light your herbs, and they just start to smolder. So you have to smoke, and you use that smoke, and that smoke helps move and carry away things that we no longer need. So I use, um, I have a feather wand. Um, that have created so I actually use the feather one with the smoke and I move it up my body and when you're doing the white sage and cedar you use that to help lift and away from you so you're kind of pulling and clearing um, things that are no longer serving you or they are heavy on you energetically spiritually that you need to clear and move off and it carries it away and then we also have the the sweet grass or palo santo wood which is nice to use kind of afterwards because it's bringing in the blessing. And so we bring that, that smoke towards us. And you can use, you know, smudging to clear your office space, your home. Like this morning, my practice was I, I did a smudging for myself. I did a, it for this office room that I'm in. Um, and also sending prayers. I find it really good to send my prayers or what I need at that moment among the smoke um, to be sent out. And then clearing. Um, you know, you're doing the clearing with when you do smudging, but you can use the elements. You can use wind and just be outside in wind and allow the wind to move energy. We all, even if your lingo and isn't so much about, well, 
working a lot with energy, but we all have the sense that we pick up. There's an energetic and a presence around us or how we feel a little more heavy at times with our emotions. And sometimes we feel like we want that office. So the wind can help move that or the sunlight can help clear that and charge you and your energy and water can cleanse and move and bounce you because what you're doing with the nature elements um, you are naturally when you say you're walking barefoot on the ground or you're out in water um, you are naturally bring yourself to bounce like they help you find your harmony and bounce and healing and they have wisdom to guide you in that Wonderful. Thank you. And, you know, one that I also love to include with my sage is um, eucalyptus. I get that from California. Mm. I absolutely love it. It's wonderful and so cleaning and healing. Um, And, you know, it's so interesting that you mention around doing the smudging in your office, in your home, and having a practice and using that opportunity to say your prayers, because I also do that. And, you know, what's really interesting is that people who even don't identify themselves as spiritual and some that even say they're not even open to it, when they come into our business, we often have people commenting on, wow, the energy in here is so different. It's so Mm -hmm. peaceful and calm in here. Even if they're not aware of that language, and I, I always really... Um, I'm interested to get that feedback when people come in and really it is just all about moving and shifting the energy and allowing releases to happen because whether it's in our space or within in our body the longer we hold on and don't allow things to move that's when things get stagnant that's when things um, can't open up for us and we have all these blockages in our life. Oh, so true. And, um, you know, we just came from the winter season, right? And even that itself, we slow down a bit, right? We hibernate, we go within. And so knowing that we just went through this process, so spring is that time to kind of get that stagnation, right? We, we kind of do get a little more stagnant throughout the winter because it's a natural approach, especially for us Canadians, uh, to go within to slow down. So these tools, whether it's spending more time out in nature or, you know, using smudging or sprays, I didn't mention, like, there's, I, I have a whole line of sprays that I use myself, but clients find it easy to um, use if you can't be smudging, literally, say, in your office space at work, you know, you can use energetically with essential oils even to help and move things through your body and through the energetic space that is around you, but also the the environment that you're in. It can shift so much. And people do notice, right, when you come into a space, they're like, there's something different here. Or they don't want to leave your space because they like it so much. (laughs) I do get that as well. I do get that as well. And, you know, we actually had – this has happened a few times, um, but just like two days ago, I had a lady come in off the street, and I didn't hear her come in. I was listening. Um, hey House has their online summit happening, and I loved listening to the talks on there. So I was listening to that in my office, and this lady comes wandering in right through the reception, right to the back. Just she, And my door is partly closed. Like, I don't even know how she found me. And she just came right to me, and she said, the energy in here is beautiful. And I kind of just jumped. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting anybody to be there. And um, you know, she goes, I'm I'm actually looking for the ironworks, but um, I just was called to come in here. The energy is so beautiful. And, you know, that's all it is. It's all about releasing and allowing that energy to move. And I love that you also mentioned around not necessarily needing the smoke for the smudging and the need for the sprays instead or in addition to even, because I know my daughter, um, she loves smudging. And she'll often say, Mom, you know, my room needs some cleaning. Can you go in? And most teenagers, when you say that, you'd cringe because you think you have to clean the room. But for her, she actually means the energy. And, um, you know, so we actually just bought her her own sage spray and her own lavender spray. And my other son, he has a lavender spray as well. And they just use that when they feel you know, some things need moved or freshened. They just use their sprays and uh, it makes a huge difference for them. Yeah. You know, and it was just, I mean, there is other ways. Like, I mean, these sprays are, are one or it's certain essential oils even have certain um, vibrations that can help with this. But, you know, singing, and some people are like, oh, gosh, you want me to sing. But, you know, when, when even when we sing sometimes in, in, in the shower kind of thing, but singing music, just playing music, or, you know, if you have um, a crystal bowl in your house, um, or the ching chongs, or rattles, or drums, like any of that um, vibration also helps. So there's Many different ways, and then when I work with clients, I'm always gauging kind of like, well, where are where are they? What is their spiritual language, so that I know where what what route to go into. So someone that might be completely like, what are you talking about? You want me to smudge, um, and what it, what is this? They might be interested in me to tell them a little bit, but. I might give them something more like go for that walk and play. What do you like music? And they're like, oh, I love music and I love you know blah blah blah, or I love dancing. I like do that more. That's part of your homework for the week. Is that you need to move energy? And there's so many different ways for us to do that, right? Absolutely. And you know, I do something similar as well. I do a lot of work with the chakras with my clients, and you know, this falls in so well in line with that. And often I do give similar homework. You know. Your, your root chakra is needing some extra love. Get out with nature. You know, hold the tree and the space of, and the energy of Mother Earth. And, you know, for the throat chakra, sing. <laughs> I don't care how you sound. Mm-hmm. Get it out. Belt it out. You know, and also that I, I love asking this question in some of my trainings. What would you consider to be the song of your life? Because mm-hmm. often that key song, when you actually think about it, you can actually say, okay, this song is totally propelling me to where I want to be, or wait a minute, that might be what's holding me back. So I love that you mentioned sound and vibration because it's so true. Oh, I love that question. What is the song of your life? I'm going to have to think about that one. What is the song of my life? Isn't that, yeah. that is great. Yeah. What do you think yours uh. is, Roberta? Oh my gosh, I love music. That's I think that's gonna be a hard one for me in the sense that <laughs> I love music. I'd be like, can I give you ten? Uh, I'll make you a CD. How's that? And <laughs> the CD of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, even lately myself, when I've been listening to music and that I have this need to, I'm like I'm hearing like you need to go dance like you need to dance 
um, and move. So, you know, that wisdom of even what, what these tools, these practices even give you to listen to what happens when you're listening to music or listen to when you're out in nature, like I said, the downloading, the messages. And where is it guiding you to on your life and yeah. to help you, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So what are some other practices that, you know, you would consider to be a part of shamanism and practices with respect to that that people might not be expecting? Ah, well, um, one of the, the big practices that I, I do and I teach is journeying. So um, what journey is in, in shamanism um, world um, is it's a tool, it's a methodology to help you connect with three worlds. Um, we have our lower world, our upper world, and the middle world. And the middle world is actually where we live, but we live in the ordinary world. And so there's this practice where uh, we can learn how to journey to the non-ordinary world of the middle, but also, like especially, we always usually start people in the lower world and um, journeying, slipping through, we say, the veil. Um, so kind of, you know, some people say, is this like meditation? Some ways it may feel like meditation, which meditation, and there's so many different kinds of paths uh, of medica- uh, meditation. But this one is that you have an attention, and you're still anchoring yourself between kind of this, this world that we live in, but also we're walking and passing through the veil into the unseen world, the non-ordinary world. And why we would want to do that is that we get to connect with power animals, with uh, animal messengers, with our spirit guides. And spirit guides can be like ascendant masters and archangels and passed on loved ones, um, goddesses, oracles. So there's this tool. It's very powerful. And um, it's a great way to be able to get hidden messages or guidance. It's also a way to go get healing for yourself. Um, there's lots of, or just to learn and explore things that we don't get to experience so much in this everyday, ordinary world. So the shamanism and the journeying tool is a big one and one that I love um, sharing and teaching and with the purpose of it being um, a personal tool that people can use for themselves. Myself, um, of course, I've, I've gone through um, certain trainings and that to become a shamanic practitioner. And so my step and my stage, not only do I use it for myself, but I can also use these journeying tools and that to help heal people in the sense that I can help journeying and do divination to get um, medicine and messages from them, but also to work with um, spiritual energies that are no longer serving them um, to help to heal their soul, to call back like parts of our soul that gets lost sometimes. And also during my path and my training, I can help with the middle world and work with those that have passed away but have not fully transitioned yet. So those are some of the tools, but we all have that ability to just learn how to use the journeying as a self-healing a tool even and um, and you know just even the basis just for us if we have that desire to connect more fully 
um, into the spiritual world and to connect with our guides, like those helping, compassionate spirits that sometimes we know, we feel, but we don't have a really strong connection with or we want a stronger connection with them. This the shamanic journey is a great tool to have for you to develop those relationships. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you know, you were mentioning our spirit and power animals. Um and and I know that you work with yours. Did you have one that maybe surprised you or were they all ones you've always been attracted to? How does that work for you? Well, there is, like, you know, when we say power animal, um, we, in, in, in the shamanism type in the world, what we are meaning by that is this animal that came with you into this life to be with you. And for me, um, you know, I remember when I retrieved my power animal, I actually went and was getting a power animal retrieval and some other work um, a good decade or so ago. And funny, you know, you, for me, I was like, not surprised, but at the same time, you don't realize your connection that you've had all along. So for me, my power animal is part of the feline species, and um, and I like, of course, I love cats, and um, but I went home and realized I've had these totems of different things of cats, of feline energy, all through my life, and I'm like, I even have like, I wouldn't have thought that if someone asked me, but it's it's there. So sometimes people realize that afterwards, like oh, yeah, I was so connected to this when I was a child. Like, they were my favorite stuffed animal, and it happens to be that animal happens to be their power animal. Um, for me, you know, I'm working with the jaguar um, energy and, and power animal. And um, so, you know, when you're, you understand what your power animal is and you make that connection, you start working with them, you... I always teach people to first ask them and learn it, what they have to offer you, why they have come with you. And then there's all these great resources, like Ted Andrew has a great book, Animal Speaks, and um, Stephen Farmer has some um, a great book, and it even talks about not even messengers, but also if they are your power animal. So you start to go, oh, that's why, that's why they came with me, right, because they're traits and essence of ourselves. Um, some shadow side and some light side to help work with us. But power animals give us strength. They make us well. They are with us. But we kind of lose them when, when we're younger. There's things that we just start, you know, naturally from childhood into young adulthood, we start disconnecting. And we don't mean to, um, but it happens. So this, you know, we call back a lot of our like the power animal to help us to be more well in our soul and our in our life. Absolutely, I love that. And you know, it's funny. I, I've asked other people that question too, and you know, the answers are always so much fun because it's everything from "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I got this!" Like I would never, have, never have assumed that that that's you know the animal who came with me. Um, and then other people are like, yeah, totally makes sense. I've always been attracted to that animal my entire life. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun to hear the different responses. And, you know, I also love how animal also connects us with spirit. 
And, you know, it's happened to me so many different times, but I think the most pronounced time was when my husband's grandfather passed away. You know, we had gone up to Wyerton to be with him when he crossed. And um, I had the, the honor of, of helping him cross over and being with him. And the next morning, maybe two mornings later, we were um, staying in Sobble Beach and we were right on the river and we looked down and sure enough, late November, there's two river otters playing right there, mm. like very visible. And um, I knew right away that that was not a coincidence at all. And sure enough, before we headed home from the funeral, um, Chris's mom said, Grandpa wanted you to have this. And he had different animal statues. And sure enough, when we took the bubble wrap off, when we got home, it was the two otters playing on a log. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I love that. I love to work with animals. And I don't know that everyone really understands how strong that connection is to us and how healing and wonderful um, our connection with animals can be. Yeah, you know, I I know how, you know, I have done power animal retrieval for people, for clients. But I find it is more powerful to give people the gift of how do you journey, how do you connect and do that ceremony. So it almost is like a ceremony for you to connect with your power animal, to go through the process of calling in that power animal for yourself. Because people really, if they're going through the experience, themselves, they know in themselves that is their paradigm. Where if I'm doing a retrieval on behalf of them and I go through that ceremony and that process for them, some people, they, you know, they're connecting and all this is great, but I can also feel with some people there's, you know, they're not as connected. Where if they had did it on their own and had that experience and felt it, it would be anchored in. So they have less of a tendency for that bond to break apart again if they go through that process, right, to, I to learn totally, it. I totally agree with you. And, you know, I share the exact same thing with my clients around past life regression and spirit guides because it's really not meant for me to tell someone who who is their angel, who are the people around them, who's their, their spirit guide. So much more powerful for them to connect with themselves and you know for me I know the, when I did a past life regression years and years ago I very much I call myself the skeptic medium because I totally am a skeptic <laughs> I you know <laughs> I'm one of those difficult clients right prove it prove it and um, so I did a past life regression and I can remember counting down and I was at like two going you know what this doesn't even work And then sure enough, I went under and that experience was so real and vivid. Had I just been told, I don't know that I could have accepted it, but having experienced it myself, so much more powerful and I don't question it. So I totally love that that's your philosophy as well with helping people with their um, spirit animals and their guides because it is so much more powerful and that's how we can build the connection and establish that working relationship so that we can continue co-creation and partnership. 
Yeah, you know, that, like, huh, I, and I love that you are on the same page of that because I, I've done some past life um, regression and I've gone in and it's like you embody it. You you own it. You know it. You feel it. Um, there's no denying or doubting, right, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that. Or even when we do go to do work, like in the upper world, when we journey to the upper world, we're going to, with our spirit guides and usually those um, ascendant masters or, or goddesses or oracles or, you know, high vibrational uh, teachers. And if someone experiences and has that connection themselves, instead of me saying, well, you have so-and-so that's here working with you, like they love that and that's great. <laughs> that's great. And it helps them to a, 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 you know, a certain part of their lives but boy what a difference if you can feel it and I love teaching people how to you open those parts of yourself up so that you can you know how to naturally move with your own energy to connect with helping compassionate spirits that are here for your highest good to be with you so you know when you need them and and like we we need them all the time but we need them sometimes a little bit more for certain things in our life and to know the difference of when we need who who they are, how to connect with them, how do they feel when they're stepping in and close to you, how to actually go through the process to ask them to do that. So I rather teach people to have these experiences and know this wisdom within themselves than just to give them a, you know, a reading on stuff for them. I love that. I love that. And, you know, one of the things that I find in particular around shamanism is people have a lot of, myths and beliefs about it and don't really understand what shamanism is or what modern shamanism is and what the differences are. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I will share where I come from and what I see the difference and how it speaks to me. Um, We do have some, you know, all of a sudden I would say, first of all, we we seem to be the, see this uprising of shamans, shamanism, um, coming into the Western culture these last few years. And uh, some people may have really strong beliefs and holds of what that should be and that it should be just, oh, you know, almost not in our Western like, life um, and that they have an idea of a shaman, you know, a Siberian or Mongolian shaman or, you know, um, and what that looks like, <laughs> you know, I, you know, like say a shaman that's living it in Peru, which I've I've worked with a couple of shamans there in Peru. You know, the idea and the thought of what that looks like. So society, we have these sometimes these hard images that if you're not from there, you don't have the wisdom, or you shouldn't be working with some of these teachings. Teachings. My um, thought and beliefs on that is, of course, we have shamanism throughout the world, and sometimes we're just not educated that there is these. Um, Aboriginal traditions, um, medicine traditions, earth medicine, which I feel is connected to all of what we might be an umbrella of, of the shamanism. And really what, to me, the shamanism, why I've been drawn to is that is it's a method, it's these tools that connect us to something that is of the earth, but of spirit. Um, and in the trainings I've done for my practitioner training, um, it comes from the Michael Harner, if anybody's read his book, The Way of the Shaman, but he has a, a foundation in California, uh, the Foundation of Shamanic Studies, and uh, you can do trainings there. And what 
that is about is, you know, Michael has traveled and done a lot of work around the world with various uh, shamans, and they've given him the permission to share and to offer certain trainings and wisdom to people. Um, and what we call the cross-cultural shamanism, meaning things like this power animal, the journey, the soul retrieval, psychopomp work, um, spiritual extractions, like those are across the board. Like in like all cultures, they, they all do those forms of um, shamanistic healing tools, so we say. So they may have their own ritual that goes around it. Um, tools might be a little different compared to like where they are in, in the world, in their, in their land that they might use. But what rises up are these things. And that's where I take um, and share from that aspect that this is a common um, trait that's there. And um, the fact that I feel like some of this stuff is being lost. And even people that come from like certain traditions, there was certain generations that weren't practicing. It was being, certain things were being lost. And now there seems to be this uprising that this newer generation, like my generation and younger than me, are wanting to come back to this. And maybe it's, you know, the the land itself, the earth. We feel if we want to connect to, to that wisdom. And that wisdom, you know, comes originally like the birthing place of like that shamanism energy and holding of Mother Earth and the energy of the animals, of the elements, of the directions, um, of the plant medicine, but also knowing that we work with spirit between what we have, what we see, but the unseen. So, you know, my goal is to help people see a bit of the difference, educate them to where what I have and, and is given to me to offer that out. Um, I consider this being, you know, nowadays is this modern day shamanism is, you know, it's our, it's this method for us to reconnect with the, like all those things I just said, the, the land, the spirit, and the great mystery. It's our way, it's the method of it. I love that. I love that. And I really also really enjoy that you look at the similarities and, um, I so promote that because in our world, there are so many more similarities and there are differences, but also I love that we can study with people around the world or learn from people who have studied with people around the world and just take some of the practices that resonate with us and integrate them into our world to bring us wellness and healing and happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start working with spirit, um, they start showing you different things, and that's mm-hmm. that's how it is, right? You are an, in service to them when you have faith and trust, and they give you other medicines. So, I may talk about these top notes of cross cultural shamanism, but when I'm working with clients, I also have I'm being shown and guided from spirit to use like cedar in a certain way like the trees um, in a certain way or um, other plant medicines or the elements and these are not things that I was taught um, but that's what that's what you're doing in, in shaman like that's what the shamans and medicine women and medicine men 
you're trusted to work with your, know who your compassion helping spirits are, build that relationship with them, and they work with you and show you things and guide you to help the healing of your community, um, you know, of yourself to make sure your soul is full and healthy in yourself in order for you to do this work, but that you can help others and, and the world and the planet. It's like a big picture, right? It's a full global thing, and they give you they give you such wow things sometimes, and uh, it's a it's a gift, and I, I feel very honored um, to to be on this path. Um, and I, you know, this my path isn't just you know um, I have this thing about being having titles. Um, you know, my world has also started you know working with with. Um, crystals and essential oils and and also the physical bodies and nutritional wellness and so it all kind of comes in but you know we all feel a stronger pull maybe to a certain way or you know a certain method and mine seems to be of this earth medicine and spirit and it all kind of comes with the shamanism wonderful wonderful Thank you so much, Roberta, for being a guest on our show today. I can't wait because in June, June 17th, I believe, you are coming to nope. Niagara Falls. Uh, to I believe the 24th. 24th. Sorry, you're right. The 24th. <laughs> June 24th. Perfect. Okay. You can on Facebook, everyone. Um, you're coming to Ground of Roots to offer a full-day training so definitely, if anyone's wanting any more information on that or wanting to register, let us know because space is limited. And Roberta, how can everybody connect with you and reach out to you? Well, the best way is to, you can go to my website, which is my name. So it's uh, robins.com. So my last name has two Bs in it, so robins.com. Um, all my information is there, but you can also email me at info at robertarobbins.com or call me at 705-446-5533. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with anybody if they have any questions um, or if there's anything I can help guide them on in their journey. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I've loved having you as a guest on our show. And if anyone's mm-hmm. wanting to connect with me, you know, you can always find me at Grounded Roots Wellness Incorporated here in Niagara Falls, Ontario. I'm on Facebook, uh, Sam, or Sam Black, Certified Psychic Medium and Wellness Coach, or also our Grounded Roots Wellness Inc. page. I can't wait to connect with you all again today at 2 o'clock. I have the lovely Lisa Flute coming on the show And we have the most amazing story to share with you. All right, everyone have a beautiful day. I'm looking forward to connecting with you soon. Definitely check out Roberta and her events. She's got so much going on. I'm sending you lots of love and healing blessings. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.